When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is the afternoon get down known as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie coming together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, kudos to Harry Douglas. It was National Daughter Day yesterday. And he had National Daughter and Son Lunch Day today with you and the Douglas kids. So kudos to you for being the dad of the moment, at least until next week. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> thank all of you guys because y'all allowed me to miss our production meeting, which is very valuable to our show. But Absolutely. y'all all understand what my kids mean yeah. to me. And, you know, I'm gone a lot. So whenever I got an opportunity to do some things with them, and it was amazing, Freddie. So uh-huh. I, I bought three kids meals from Chick-fil-A. You know, okay. the third one's for me because I feel like I'm a kid sometimes, too. Did you get the and, chick, did you get the kid discount or did you try to get adult prices or did you just say yeah I got three kids you No, no I got three kids. Okay. So you yeah, yeah, yeah. so you actually got for an adult the kid discounts what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I'm a Rob Peter and Pay Paul. I got wow. the kids discount. Yeah, three wow. kids meal, lemonade, chicken nuggets, five piece, Polynesian. So I take it to the school, right? So the third one is for me. <laughs> right. But I remember my daughter's best friend Amber. Uh-huh. She was at the table with me and my son and my daughter eating as well and I was like, "Man, I was like, Amber, did you want Chick-fil-A too? She was like, yes, Mr. Douglas. I was like, here you go. I bought it for you. So wow. I, had to, I had to immediately get my mind out of, okay, this is my Chick-fil-A kids meal and make, and make sure that Amber had it because my daughter was looking at me like, I know you bought that for Amber. Uh-huh. And my son, he just don't give a damn. He, he just eating. He's sitting down getting Polynesian sauce all on his shirt. <laughs> and it's so funny. Fred, Fred I got to tell you this. Uh-huh. I have to tell you this. It's so funny. My, my daughter see her, her daddy there, right? Right. She's like, well, daddy, this boy, such and such, such and such, such and such, is pointing uh-huh. at him, right? Uh-huh. So I see, like, the young man, like, like sinking down in his seat, like trying to put his head down. Okay. And the other kids moved from by him and came over there and sat by the table. And I was, I seen like a distraught look on his face. So I was like, hey, man, come over here with everybody else. Y'all right. come on. I right. was like, y'all shouldn't leave him over there like that. Yeah. Right. And I was just talking to him and, and whatnot. I was like, hey, you know, just make sure y'all all got to take care of one another. Right. You know, make sure Good y'all all treat each other great. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want him to be over there isolated by himself. So I told him to come on over with all of us, man, to sit down and have fun. That's cool. I started asking him about his lunch and what he liked to do the whole night. But it was great spending wow. that time with my kids and also the other kids. Uh, it's, it's this one kid that I know he's going to probably make it to the NFL. Why? How it big jumped, is he? What, hey, but he's strong. <laughs> he played baseball. He played right. football. Uh-huh. And he, but he, he, he's, really, he's, a, he's a cool kid, man. Okay, so it was, it was dope to be able to do that today. Man, although he didn't bring any Chick-fil-A for the staff here. He didn't send any up for Freddie Coleman, Devin Kane, Sam Pierce. Shannon Penn. I mean, we like Chick Fil A too. We like we like the chicken nuggets and the waffle fries and the Chick Fil A sauce. You know, we like to eat too. I got y'all. The Not next now. Time, the next time we're together, I'm going to make sure we okay. all, as a show, right, have a nice meal, okay. have a nice lunch, right. But we Whatever don't want the kid. We don't want the kids' meal. We're adults here. Oh no, no. I'm gonna rob Peter and pay Paul now. <laughs> 
I'm gonna bring it to you. I'm gonna get them kids meals, and I'm gonna bring it to each and every last one of you. Okay. Yo, my man, put two pieces of cheese on it. Look it up. You, know, you know how I feel about not getting any Chick Fil A. How's that? Somebody got to get bit. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> if we're not going to have Chick-fil-A, then we got to bite Harry when it's all said and done. You can always take a bite out of this show anytime you want part of Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Don't forget to hit us up at 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Freddie and Harry, part of ESPN Nation, is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. So we got to that thing when it comes to Harry buying food for us when he comes here to hang out with us in Connecticut when it comes to Chick-fil-A, but it's not the main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. So the Jets needed to go get a quarterback because we know that Zach Wilson's on their last legs when it comes to him being a starting quarterback for that team. Uh, they didn't go to high-end restaurants. Uh, they went to Chick-fil-A. And got Trevor Simeon. No, they didn't even go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Where did they go? Where did they, they not go? Damn, they went to damn church's chicken. <laughs> Whoa, like gas station chicken? Yes. That's what you're saying? Gas sta- he's gas station chicken? He's not the chicken grilled nuggets from from, um, from Chick-fil-A? He's no. gas station chicken, yep. Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wouldn't even disrespect him All the people way. out there, Freddie. All the people out there that reached out to the Jets organization. Matt Ryan. Yep. Uh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yes. At least those guys have had tremendous success at one point in the National Football League. True. Trevor Simeon, man, go get me a soda and a bag of chips. Put it this way. I hear what you're saying. Whether these churches fried chicken or KFC, whatever that is, Zach Wilson is about to be fried when it comes to losing his starting job as the New York Jets. You do not bring in a Trevor Simeon as a veteran backup as insurance just in case. You're bringing him in to get up to, sleep, up to speed with the offense and then take that job when it's all step and done. All said and done, excuse me. Because even Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, they gave him a vote of confidence. Aaron Rodgers went a little deeper than that. The Jets quarterback on the Pat McAfee show, this is the kind of advice that he would give to Zach Wilson and also advice to the New York Jets team on how to handle this whole deal. Well, you got to find a way to block some of that out. I mean, obviously you're going to hear about it or somebody's going to text you something and you might see some of a conversation about it. But when it's when you're riding high, you can't get into it too much. It's like when it's the whole world feels like it's crashing down and you can't get, you can't get uh, uh, you know, too wrapped up in that. I want to see us stick together through the tough times. I said it to him, you know, in preseason, you know, our, our toughest task is being handling success. And that's whether we're having success or not having success. It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you got to handle it the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond to adversity? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cops. <laughs> you're not helping the cops. And, Red, and Rogers, excuse me, I get it. Because I'm not going to say he's wrong. And I know why he's defending Zach Wilson. It's somebody that he likes. And he believes in him. But the crux of the matter is, Harry, there's a reason why he's getting stink eye, I meaning Zach Wilson. Because people are tired of the same old, same with him, no matter how much vote of confidence, how much faith, whatever that is. It's great to have that support. Because I know from Zach Wilson, at least you can say, at least I got one guy that believes in me. But the one guy that better start believing in Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. Because that's definitely not there regarding him, no matter what people are saying towards his lack of success with the New York Jets. Well, that, I think that's part of what Aaron was trying to say there is because in, a, in the game of football, in the game of life, there's going to be ebbs and flows, right? 
There are going to be highs. There are going to be lows. But you want to stay even keel through it all. And I know probably right now it's probably difficult for a guy like Zach Wilson when you have the greatest Jet of all time, Joe Namath, a.k.a. Broadway Joe, come out and say A, B, C, or D, mm-hmm. and you're hearing that. It's hard to ignore that. But at the same time, it can also be a motivating factor, right? Because I know how I'm wired, Freddie. Like, I'm wired a certain way. If I hear things like that, if I'm not putting on my best performance, right. I, I want to go out there and not prove everybody else wrong. Exactly. But I want to prove myself right. Exactly. That I can be that guy. I can help this football team get to where they want to be at the end of the day. So I think when it comes to Zach Wilson, it's filtering through everything that you're hearing yep. and understanding what you need to listen to, but also understanding what you need to do with your actions on the football field to get some of those people off your back. Because Joe Namath, the Jets Hall of Fame quarterback, you mentioned him. He was on the Michael K show on ESPN New York 98.7 FM. And he says not only does not he does he not believe in Zach Wilson, but he may not have a lot of belief for Joe Douglas, general manager, Robert Salah, the head coach of the Jets. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. He has some athletic ability, but you've got to have something up here that's going on whenever you're studying, reading, playing out there. Sitting down, throwing the boat. It's ridiculous. You've got the wrong people playing and picking them. He picked these people. Douglas picked these people. Oh, boy. What's he going to do? Get rid of everybody. No, what no. are you going to start over? Look out uh, Mr. Johnson, hey, these guys aren't picking the right players. They're not doing a good job of coaching. It's evident. I mean, you've you got to look and see if you have an eye about football at all. You see things are haywire. It's too crazy. They need to fix it, and that's getting rid of a lot of people and bringing new ones in. So, go ahead, Harry, because I'm, I'm going <laughs> to – Come at Joe Dun- Joe Name, one of my football heroes. But what do you got to say as you're trying not to laugh out loud? It's making me laugh because Joe Name. Remember the Nutty Professor when Dave Chappelle was on stage and, That's and Reggie, Eddie, Eddie, yeah, and Eddie Murphy was was cracking on him, and Reggie said, "Enough! I can't take it no more. It's time for Reggie to get on your mama a little bit." Joe Name said, "The hell with it! I am tired. It's time for me to say my piece and get get it over with. I can't uh-huh. hold it in no more." He wasn't trying to. He he went. <laughs> He didn't go ham. He went the whole pig on Zach Wilson and the Jets organization. <laughs> I love that. Anybody, just Google that. Nutty Professor Dave Chappelle and this public service message from Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Series X Channel 80. Everything you said about Joe Namath is 100% correct. But I will hold Joe Namath accountable for one thing. The job that Joe Douglas has done general manager outside the quarterback, look at the guys he's been able to put together on this football team. Mm-hmm. Look at the defense. Look at the wide receivers. Yeah, they, they missed on some offensive linemen. I get it. They're not the only team that is having offensive line issues in the National Football League. He went out and got Dalvin Cook right before the season got started when other people thought the price was too high. So I'm not going to get on Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, the GM and coach, respectively, about what's gone on with the New York Jets. They fell victim to what a lot of teams have fallen victim to. When you bring in a guy that you know is the guy, nobody accounts that this guy may get injured. Or something can happen that can rock the buffet. They use another Eddie Murphy reference from the movie Beverly Hills Cop because that's where the buffet is with the Jets. It's now completely wrecked. And now they got Zach Wilson just having food all over the place with the New York Jets. So we get on the Jets. We're going after Trevor Simeon. And I get it, Eugene Jackson hitting us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and H. Douglas 83 saying, New York Jets, Trevor Simeon, you could have done way better than this. Unbelievable. 
You could also say the same thing, Eugene, when they decided to draft Zach Wilson with the second pick. And they told everybody. We've had this discussion before, Harry. The Jets told everybody how they feel about Zach Wilson by what they did by going after Aaron Rodgers. They could have said, let's give this one more year. And they said, nope, we got too many, way too many talented dudes outside of the quarterback. So we believe we got a championship defense. If we got players and make plays on the outside, we know that guy can't play. And that's why, and Pat McAfee said it best on first take. He said, this is what that, that, the Jets told you exactly how they feel about Zach Wilson by what they did in the offseason by going away from him and bringing in Aaron Rodgers. If you look at what they did this past offseason, whenever they go and get Aaron Rodgers, you remember Woody Johnson hopped on his big ass plane, flew over to Malibu, met with Aaron and said, hey, we need you as a quarterback. I think Douglas knew that. I think Salah knew that. They went all in on getting Aaron. And then four plays into their season, poof, the entire storyline of the offseason, the entire focal point of their entire team, everything they were building towards was Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's fair that he said they needed new pieces. It's also fair that the Jets tried to do the new piece. The new piece just had an Achilles torn four plays in. Yeah, that's the part about it with Broadway Joe when he was speaking about the organization that I didn't agree with as well as you, Freddie. Because when you know you need a quarterback and you feel like you didn't have that dude last year and you go out and you exact, exhaust everything to go get an Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and you you get an opportunity and you bring him in, but then things, boom, hit you in the mouth at one time uh, in the first ball game within the first four plays – you can't sit up here and blame the organization because I can also point at the organization right. for the guys defensively that they've been able to draft. Yep. Yeah, right? I, you can fair. easily point at that, right? So it can that's go fair. either way. You just can't say, hey, they missed on Zach Wilson. Okay, we all know that. We see that now. But what about all the people that they did hit on? And then they were able to go get a guy that's a walking Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. a guy that has won four MVPs, a guy that has won a Super Bowl championship, in which I fell victim to in the first round, <laughs> when the second round, I should say, mm-hmm. when we had the number one seed, and he came in and just showed us why he won the MVP four damn times. Right. But they went out and did what they had to do. And as far as the offensive line, we got to remember now, when they traded for Aaron Rodgers, that put them in a position mm-hmm. – for the New England Patriots. Was it the New England Patriots that moved up mm-hmm. that didn't allow them to get that offensive Absolutely. lineman? Or the, the, yeah. No, the Steelers moved up in the Patriots That's spot. That's right. It was, it, right, to the Patriots spot. That's right. Spot exactly. Yeah. So you have to factor all that into the equation. You just can't. I know Broadway Joe right now, he's probably emotional, and he just wants the organization that Not he probably. played for. <laughs> Not probably. And, and they brought a championship <laughs> to, to win. So I understand his emotion, but at the same time, a guy of his caliber – hold so much weight, you do have to be careful with everything that you're laying out. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. It comes right down to this, and there's no getting around it. The New York Jets hate that they have to admit that they made a mistake by taking that guy the second pick in the draft. They're trying to do everything they can to say, if we give him this, if we give him that, if we say this, if we say that, it comes down to it, just like in life, make or miss – He has been a 100% miss ever since the Jets. And because he was taken where he was, we're not having this conversation if he was taken in the fourth round. We're not having this conversation if he's taken even late in the first round. But he was taken with the second pick in the draft, and he's looked like this, and he hasn't learned or done anything that can give you confidence. They're trying to tell everybody, we really didn't make a mistake when they clearly have. 
and the Jets do not want to own up to it when it comes to Zach Wilson. Well, and that's the part of everything that the Jets do have to own up on. Like, the San Francisco 49ers, they've drafted well, right? They missed on Trey Lance. Absolutely. They said, you know what? The hell with it. We're going to ship Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. They admitted that they was wrong. But see, uh-huh. Freddie, that's something that a lot of people don't see on a regular basis. These organizations, these owners, these general managers, they don't like to admit or show the world that they were wrong. And they continuously try to make something work that's not going to work. Instead of just saying, we got to move on. And I understand you drafted a number two overall. It's a high event. But, hey, sometimes you got to move on, man. Right. We just witnessed the San Francisco uh, 49ers do it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they have playing A, B, all kind of C's and D's yeah. and they, everywhere. They never put X in one basket and not have a no. plan B. You're right. No. You're right. Yep. That's completely correct. Mediocre White from Chappelle Show himself from Florida wants to weigh in on this on Harry, Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Mr. White, what you got? What up, guys? Listen, Freddie and Harry, I'm glad you guys are on. Uh, the Jets have to pivot, all right? Once your season is going to go from super high Aaron Rodgers to this dude's blown out the wheel four plays in, <laughs> you have to pivot. So you have to do something. You can't stay pat or you're going to have another lost season. No doubt about that. And especially you got the big bad wolf coming in known as Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. There's a reason why they went after a guy like Trevor Simeon. This is putting Zach Wilson on notice. And I'll say it, I've said it once, I'll say it again, Harry. To be fair, the Jets did put him in a no-win situation, period. With that second pick in the draft, and you take a quarterback that had all these questions coming into it, they didn't do Zach Wilson any favors, and then they started him day two, day one as a starting quarterback when it showed that he was clearly not ready to be a starting quarterback. Their plan A was that he's going to be ready week one. We're going to protect him with a defense and run the football, and we'll figure it out, and he'll grow along the way. Well, they've kind of retarded his progress by placing him in a situation where he was not ready to be a starting quarterback at the beginning of his NFL career. And, and I'll tell you, Freddie, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's hard for these organizations because not all of them have the luxury of the Kansas City Chiefs who had a phenomenal quarterback in Alex Smith who Patrick Mahomes got to learn behind. Absolutely. Or when you draft the Aaron Rodgers and he's able to learn from a Brett Favre. And then when you draft a Jordan Love and he's able to learn from uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? right. Not, not, not all these organizations have that luxury. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of caught sometimes in, in, in a hard place because you want this guy to be the franchise changer but you don't have a guy sitting in front of them that can equate to wins either. So you're like, okay, let's go ahead and put our young cat out there. Like, just like Anthony Richardson, like mm-hmm. who would have thought right now the Colts would be two, two and, and one, one leading the AFC South. Right. But a lot of people said, don't play him. But Anthony Richardson, what we've seen so far mm-hmm. has been phenomenal. And what we're seeing from CJ Stroud has been phenomenal. No now question. Bryce Young, Bryce Young has all the coaches around him. But no players. But don't have the players around him. So we know Bryce Young could play at a very high level, but the people around him aren't helping him out in his case. No doubt about that. So it's it's a, it's a give and take. It's crazy. Yeah, man. especially you're going to put him in a situation like that. You got to have some kind of fail safe where if it's not working, I got a quality backup. Joe yep. Flacco was around for a couple of moments as well. They had a Jacoby Brissett. They could have gone out. They decided not to do that. But they placed a lot at the feet of Zach Wilson. They really were not being fair to Zach Wilson. Not just by drafting a number two, but placing him in a situation like that. Robert in New Jersey, my friend, what you got to say? Who are we supposed to pick 
after we our tank job for Trevor Lawrence didn't work out. Who Mac, was better? Um, Trey Mac, Lance? No. no. no Mac Jones? How about Mac Jones of Alabama? Was right there. Won a national championship with all those dudes. Justin Fields led his team Ohio State to the national championship game. That's two right now, there. Now you're talking Justin Fields. Now, I'll tell you right now, and I'll try to get on the Carlin show, we want Justin Fields. We want that trade with Zach Wilson. If they want a pocket quarterback, they could take Zach Wilson, <laughs> and we'll take the offensive line is atrocious. We'll take Justin Fields. That would make the crowd go crazy if we can get him. And so that's the guy I would like to see the trade done. Yep. But Trevor Simeon's awful. They, they should have gone for Foles then. But at this at this point, I would love to see us go get uh, Justin Fields with this offensive line and let him run the dual little wildcat with Cook and Hall. Mm-hmm. We have a chance. Let, let the church say Amen. Amen. Amen, amen for Robert in and, New Jersey. And, and, that, yeah, that's the guy I wanted to take at number two. Justin and Fields. Justin Fields is a guy who had that relationship with a Garrett Wilson. So it's not like that relationship would have to be formed. Right. Those guys played together at Ohio State, so that relationship yeah. was already there. Yeah, and the Bears are not going to do that. We clearly understand that. On Planet Freddy, that would be great if they had a momentary lapse of reason. But that's the guy I wanted the Jets to take at number two was Justin Fields. When they took Zach Wilson, I said, so we passed on Justin Fields, Mac Jones, to take him. And look how that's worked out. At least Justin Fields, I still believe he can play. Zach Wilson, I don't think that matters where he goes. He has not proven to me that he can play. He has not at all. Or how about they scout better because the San Francisco 49ers ended up with Brock Purdy. I mean, he was available, right? For seven was, rounds. Yeah. <laughs> he was available for seven rounds. For seven rounds. How did San Francisco 49ers find him? That's a great point in terms of who you go after yeah. and what kind of scouting mechanisms you have in place when it comes to evaluations when it comes to players. Tony in Syracuse. Tony, what you got, my brother? Yeah, for taking my call, that great show. Thank you. I, I'm a New York, I'm a Giants fan, but I also keep track of the, the Jets and all the other New York teams. But I think when, you guys said it already. When they went and got Aaron Rodgers, you know, they, they already made their decision. I mean, they knew they were what they were going to do already. And, and Zach Wilson was not part of their plan. If they were going to go the, a different route, they would. I could see if they brought it would have brought in a journeyman mm-hmm. to show them how to be a pro for a year or two, sure. and then have them come in. But you bring in Aaron Aaron Rodgers, and then and you know that goes south on you. you. You're stuck with this poor kid, and he's got all the intangibles. He's got the the arm strength and all that stuff. But I don't think, like you guys already said, he's just not a pro quarterback. He's not going to be wherever he goes. And the mark of a good organization is to realize when they made a mistake and they move on. It could be any kind of business. It doesn't have to be in pro sports. Any kind of business. You bring in a guy to run a company, and then you realize, you know, he's not the guy. Tony Syracuse spot on that. Yeah. Exactly. Spot on with all of but, that. But it's so hard because of the pride. Right. The pride and, thing, man, yeah, with, with, and, at the top of these organizations. Yeah. They don't want to admit that they were wrong. Yeah. And then when I got a guy to help, and then he's into four games, four plays in, and now you really know what to do. Here's where the New York Jets are with Zach Wilson, no matter what happens in their future in 2023. Keep weighing in. Be a part of the Freddie and Harry hotline or the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. And the Philadelphia Eagles have the NFL right where they want them. Say it! Say it! Find out how next on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. They have to get that kid off the field. They have to. He can't play. I mean, this is a disaster. Zach Wilson is, whether it's his fault or not, he is the biggest reason. They have to do something about it. He no longer gets the benefit of the doubt based on what he did last year. Some of the things that he said after embarrassing performances that put the team in bad situations. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made the wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio in a couple of minutes, give or take a lie or two. Oh, we're going to get to the Philadelphia Eagles. Having the NFL right where they want them. Say it! Say it! We're going to say that thing in about a couple of minutes. But VG in New Jersey, she wants to say that thing about the Jets and Zach Wilson and the predicament that they are in at 888-729-3776. Miss VG, what you got? Yes, good afternoon. Enjoy your show. Yeah, Thank the you. question I have is that if the general manager is the one that drafted the quarterback, I believe that the head coach was hired um, after this draft was taking place. So I'm I'm noticing some of the analysts are trying to blame the head coach for this selection of the of the quarterback um correct me if i'm wrong because um i think the head coach is in a position where it's just good pr to say he's confident in the quarterback otherwise than that i think everything would just unravel interesting when it comes to because normally when coaches have to hire, have to take on players, and when he took over the New York Jets job, the Jets were 2-14 and 14 before they hired Robert Sala as the head coach, and that was back on January 14th of 2021. So he was the coach before they drafted Zach Wilson. I also still wonder how much he could have been on board or not on board, but this was a decision, Harry, that was over the head 
Robert Sala as the Jets head coach. Yeah, and, so, and sometimes it's like that within these organizations. Now, if you have a head coach that that holds a little bit more weight when you're looking at a guy like a Andy Reid, you're looking at a Bill Belichick, those guys are definitely going to, especially Bill Belichick because he's the general manager, he's going to be involved mm-hmm. in those quarterback decisions. Right Now, Robert Sala, a guy who's who, who had become a first-time head coach, and then you have Joe Douglas as the GM and also Woody Johnson as the owner. I don't know, especially if they feel like, hey, this is the guy that we want. Mm-hmm. He's not going to hold any weight in that, in that room saying that, nope, this is not the guy I want. Right, especially when he just got the job. Exactly. He, he happy to just have the job. First of all, he happy he got the opportunity. Now, he may say that behind closed doors or to himself, like, this mm-hmm. is not the guy I want. But they mm-hmm. decided to take him, so I'm going to make it work. So it's, it's like that sometimes where a lot of these coaches, uh, a Sean Payton, let's take a Sean Payton for an example. Right. If Let's just say the Broncos are going to continuously stink this year, and they're picking at the top of the draft. Well, Sean Payton is going to hold a lot of weight mm-hmm. and make a decision if they're going to take a quarterback. Absolutely. Robert Sala didn't have, I don't think he had that weight to make that decision or to even probably speak up and say, no, I don't want this guy as the head coach of the New York Jets. Can you imagine? Let's play along like that. Let's say that that actually happened. We don't have any intel. I'm just doing this out there as an exercise. Let's say, Harry, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Joe Doug's the GM, Woody Johnson, the owner. Robert Saad just got hired in January. And they go in and they say, man, we love Zach Wilson. That, pro, that throw he made was 68 yards. Man, oh, man. And Robert Saad goes, guys, I'm not really sure that this is a guy we should be looking at. Justin Fields and Mac Jones going to fit better what we do. Well, we believe in him. And the guy writing the check says, I'm signing with Joe Douglas over you and Robert Sala. At that point, well, I got to find a way to make this work. And I That's wonder it. how much of that has factored in the fact that he does not want to be the guy that says, you know what, he can't play. He can't do this anymore because he has to coach Zach Wilson. He has to coach the players in this locker room. Joe Douglas, I'm not saying he's a figurehead, but he's not in the locker room. General managers don't have that kind of sway with teams, and they're not supposed to when it comes to a head coach. But I wonder how many guys in that organization that play in that team right now know that Robert Salah knows that that was not my guy. If I had my choice, I wouldn't have drafted that guy. But now we're stuck with that guy. And so we have to try to find any way to support him until we get to the point of no return, which to me, Harry, seems to be exactly where the Jets are. Not as a team, not as a season, but with that guy named Zach Wilson, the quarterback. Well, and it's a bad feeling if if that is the case. Now, we're not saying that's – 100% accurate. We're just throwing out, you know, a scenario. I, yeah, scenarios, right? But if that is the scenario, that's unfortunate because now you're talking about a guy in Robert Sala who is trying to make something work with the guy that he probably didn't want to draft. That's if what we're saying is true, right? I'm not going to sit up here and say that's, that's I just want people to understand that. But but it, that's how it works in the National Football League a lot of times. Where you remember, I remember in Washington, I think there was a, a situation there when, who was their last owner they just had? They just got rid of. Oh, that fool. I forgot his name Daniel already. Snyder. Oh, yeah, Snyder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He may have wanted somebody else. Mike Shanahan may have wanted somebody else. And at the end of the day, the owner write the checks. So the owner going to get what the owner wants. So it's nothing you can do about that as a head coach. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah, especially more than ever before. Owners want to have full stock in making decisions when it comes to personnel. 
whether they know anything about football, basketball, baseball, hockey, or not. Keep weighing in. We always want to hear what you have to say at the Dr. Pepper, Freddie and Harry call in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. They don't have any kind of issues, Harry. They're 3-0. and Nobody's talking about them. Everybody's talking about the Chiefs over here and the Dolphins over there and the Cowboys over here and the 49ers over there and the Defeateds over there. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the outside going, Say it! Say it! they got the NFL right where they want them because, all right, keep talking about those other teams, you know, because now we're going to find out what's what, in my opinion, starting this weekend in the NFL because we don't have as much preseason football and guys don't play in the preseason anymore. They don't tackle as much to make sure everybody is healthy and at a full tilt boogie. When the season gets started. Well, now to me, this is the end of the NFL preseason. Week four. Week four. Now now we're going to find out who's going to be over here and who's going to retreat. Surprises early may turn to be what they're supposed to be. Teams that we're not talking about, not getting as much love, like Philadelphia and Kansas City, the last two teams to play in the Super Bowl. And we're going to start to find out week four, week five, week six. As far as I'm concerned, not just the Eagles, Harry Douglas, but the Kansas City Chiefs, they have the NFL right where they want them. And I'll say this about the Eagles because I, I think because it doesn't look a certain way and people want it to look a certain way, I think it's it's negative to a lot of people. But all the Philadelphia okay. Eagles want to do is just win football games. Like if it takes them to rush for 200 yards in back-to-back football games and lean on their offensive line and methodically work the football down the field if teams aren't going to let them just throw it over the top of their heads, then that's what they're going to do. If, it, if they have to lean on their defense to force two takeaways versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who hadn't turned the football over until last night, then they're going to do that. If it takes Jalen Carter, who is a phenomenal rookie athlete, to not only <sighs> pursue the football Man. but have the, the hindsight to, to knock it out and give that? that ball right to the Philadelphia Eagles after they had just turned it over to kick a field goal right before halftime. It's not pretty the way they're winning, and they haven't collectively put together a complete game. But good teams find ways to win despite things not being pretty, despite things going wrong, things going wrong here and there. And that's what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing. They're just figuring out things on their own. They have two new different coordinators, two new coordinators, mm-hmm. right? The running back room is different. DeAndre Swift is looking like he's going to be that guy moving forward. And I just think they're going to continue to win because they're finding different ways to win when, when they don't play well. Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, what say you? It's, you know, it's a, it's a growth process, right? I, we're not a final product yet. You know, no, one, no one, let me rephrase that. Everybody wants us to be a final product now, but it's a growth. You want to grow every day. And so we're not going to be playing our best football until we get going into the season. We still got things to, to work on. We still got growth to do. Um, if you're truly in the mindset of getting better every day, right? If you're truly in that mindset of getting better every day, which I know, I know that we are, it, it, on this team you're going to continue to rise and you're not and you, you're going to keep getting better and so you know are we playing our best offensive football right now no but we shouldn't be we, we shouldn't be yet and, and it's a growth and and so and and all the teams are growing no one's playing the best football that they they should be playing right now that's code for yeah y'all keep it up y'all <laughs> did this last year and we got to the super bowl and we were three points away from winning the super bowl I guarantee you the same kind of message going on in Kansas City. Yeah, y'all keep that up. Bleep around and find out. 
That's what Philadelphia. Well, didn't Jalen Hurts say it? Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He said, well, "When did winning not become the main thing?" Absolutely, exactly. So when your leader talks like that, mm-hmm. it lets me know where they are as a football team. Do they need to be better in all three phases? Sure. Yes. Yeah. But winning is the main thing, and I think that message has registered with everyone within that Philadelphia Eagles organization because they got some dudes. You mentioned DeAndre Swift, Jalen Carr, that play he made last night to force that phone mm. that completely flipped the tide in that ball game. The Eagles are going to be aight. But y'all keep bleeping around, and y'all going to find out when it comes to them and also that other team they played the Super Bowl last year, the Kansas City Chiefs. He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I am Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry. And even though they won, should the Bengals have played Joe, Dur- Joe Burrow excuse me, at quarterback last night? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. The Bengals recover it. Mitchell Wilcox grabbing the ball at the 46. And that is Coffin Nails. Great first win of the year. We got through it. No injuries. So moving on to next week. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Can't wait to ask Harry the question. Even though they won last night, the Bengals beating the Rams, should they have allowed Joe Burrow to play at quarterback for the Bengals? You'll hear his answer after you hear what Joe Burrow had to say about playing and still having work to do. You know, I still threw a couple away. I, I was able to to slightly extend a couple you know I think on offense we we, we played okay uh, we still got to be better in, in a lot of areas I got to be better we got to be better as, as an offense we got to uh, not have as many pre-snap penalties um, so there's a lot a lot a lot to improve on he felt the risk of going down 0-3 was a risk Harry that he did not want to take and that's why he felt the need to be out there so what is your answer to should they have allowed him to play yesterday even though they beat the Rams on Monday night uh, me personally, I didn't like it, but there's a small part of me that understands why he was out there in that football field yesterday. In the simple part of, you can't go down 0-3. You look at all the teams in the, in the division, I think it's the best division in football. When you look at the Cleveland Browns, who are 2-1, the Baltimore Ravens, who are 2-1, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 2-1, and at the moment, you are 0-2. You could not afford to go 0-3. And I'll be honest, looking at that football game, the reason why they won the game was because of the defense. Absolutely. But Joe Burrow was able to orchestrate. I was on, I was imagining if if Jake Browning was the quarterback last night, the Cincinnati Bengals wouldn't have won that football game. So they would be sitting at 0-3 right now. So I can understand a little bit of why the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow was out there playing. And Luckily, he came out of the game not injured or hurting himself uh, furthermore. But I just think when you look at this team and their aspirations of making the playoffs, because every team wants to win their division. Mm -hmm. But I think when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, do they want to do that? Yes. But for them, they just want to get in because they're one of those teams that if they get in, I don't care if they're a last seed, they're capable of beating any and everybody on any given day. With this football team, and I'm with you. If it was up to me, I would not have played him. The old line is you got to save the player from himself. But I go back to something you just said about the back of quarterback. Because that, and I'm with you. There's no way that they would have won this game with him. Nope. He's not Joe Burrow. He's a backup for a reason. And that played a big, big part 
why Joe Burrow said, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to give it a go. And even if I'm at 50%, my 50 is better than his 100 going out there being the starting quarterback. No lies detected. <laughs> at that point, he said, my 50 cent is better than 100 going out there. And that's why Cincinnati looked at that and said, okay, we'll manage it. We'll take a look at it. But Harry, you know this. Once you're out there and adrenaline's flowing through your body, unless you're one for 13, they're not taking you out of that ball game. He started extremely well, completing 13 out of his first 17 passes. But I also believe this. If they were 2-0, and there's no way he'd have been out there. No, 100%. If they were 2-0, and he would not have been out there on that football field. I, I, I 100% believe that, but I think it's a simple fact that when you look at an AFC conference that's strong and, yeah. and every game matters right now and mm-hmm. being down 0-2 and you're already down 0-2 in your division, absolutely, you didn't want to, ki- to continue to fall behind everyone else. And now the, the ladder that you have to climb is even steeper because them falling 0-2 last year, in my opinion, it was different and they were able to come back and make the playoffs and win that division. But let's not forget, Lamar Jackson had got hurt. Their schedule was a little bit easier. This year, their schedule isn't as easy as it was a year ago. So that, that uphill battle would have been even more of a climb if you, if, if you started this season 0-3. By the way, they have the Titans on the road, at the Arizona Cardinals on the road, then the Seattle Seahawks at home, and then the 49ers and the Bills. So it's not difficult, difficult, but it's not easy either because mm-hmm. the Titans are going to fight you. The Cardinals, we know they can get out to the quarterback. And the Seahawks, they believe they found their sugar after losing the first game to Los Angeles Rams the way they did where they were out physical and out tough. So if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals right now, going into that, they said, man, if we go 0-3, then we don't know where this is going to lead. And to your point, everybody, tighter than expected AFC. It's tighter than we thought it was going to be. And we thought it was going to be tight as it was coming in the season. And now you got a division where the Browns are better. The Steelers yep. are 2-1. Also, the Ravens are 2-1. You did not, you could ill afford to go 0-3 and, and looking up at that division with a two-game deficit. That's no, why I, I played last I, night. I agree with you, but I, they need to get T. Higgins going. Like, T. Higgins, two catches on eight targets last well, night. Stop dropping drops. the ball. I know. Like, he, he has to get going, man. I love the fact that they moved Jamar Chase around, got him yep. involved. That's what you have to do so teams can't double-team him. Yeah, and keep running the football because Mojo oh, Mixon was doing his thing, and he at times he was the best player in the field, not named Jamar Chase, with the Bengals avoiding 0-3 start. They beat the Rams 19-16. to He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. So how much longer for Zach Wilson as starting quarterback for the New York Jets? And did the move they made today hasten that timetable? This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.